Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, my good friend and partner on crime, Rob Landrivin. Now, Rob, yes, uh, again, didn't do a show last week. was a whole mess of life things, and the competition schedules have been all wonky, but we're back wonky. this time, um, and that should be enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, hey, we're we're here now. That's all that matters, right? We it's are. Better, what's his, what's his expression? Better late than never. Yes. Also, the hit song right here, right now. And there that's you go. Where we're at, and both time and space. Um, but Rob, one of the things that would have been really interesting Monday, Crystal Palace jump out to a two nil lead against Manchester United. They end up not winning it. But I figured we'd start here. Because I was really big on Benteke in the preseason, which in the official game has looked really freaking stupid. But he is still leading the league in aerial duels, which was my whole point, is that in formats like Taga, you're getting .5 for all those bad boys, and there are a lot of them. Um, and also, recently in the official game, he started to become a bit of an assist monster. So I guess the question is, is it worth owning a forward who, crucially, plays in match week 31, and has a low-ish price, isn't scoring, but is continuing to rack up assists week on week. Yeah, I mean, listen, non-blanking is better than blanking, or blanking is not, yeah, whatever, you know what I meant. Uh, the bad is that he plays a tough fixture this coming week. The good is that he doesn't blank in game week 31. Um, the assists are awesome. Um, you know, 6 and 8, 7.6 price tag. Um, surprisingly, I just brought up how many people have transferred him in this week. Only 937 have transferred wow. him in this week. That is surprisingly a low number. I thought it would be way bigger than that. Yeah, to quote um, Owen Wilson, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, compared to the most transferred in forward right now, who blanks in game week 31 is Glenn Murray with 38,000 transfers yep. in. Um, he's not going to like bowl you over with stats and points and and. And all that, but look at his returns the last six games: five, five, eight, five, two, five. I mean, there's plenty of stuff there to to grow on. And when you're making moves, especially this week, because this is the the eve of the blank, um, you're basically looking forward and or not looking forward to owning players from the eight teams: Bournemouth, West Brom, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace, Stoke, Everton, Liverpool, and Watford. Everybody's going to basically own three Liverpool players. Um, after that. How you fill out your roster is, you know, a determination. Are you going to punt off of your big, big name players like the Canes, like the Ericsons, 
like the Salah, you know, you're going to keep Salah, obviously, but the, the the tertiary expensive players that aren't playing in week 31, that's how you need to plan for transfers now. I think Benteke fits in now. I know he plays he plays Chelsea this week at Chelsea, but there's reason to believe that if you bring him in now, if you have a free transfer, next week you have another free transfer. You can bring in another player who doesn't blank. You got to, you know, it's it's formulative thinking. You got to think ahead one step because everybody else is going to be doing, you know, moves. They're going to be using their chips in game week 31, maybe. Um, they're going to be taking minuses to bring to get a, you know, seven, eight, nine, eleven players in for that game week. And Benteke for me is just a is like an underperforming, underowned kind of guy right now that people aren't really paying attention to because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing and scoring goals. And Crystal Palace, they're going to have to score goals. I mean, if anybody's seen their what are they? They they've been outscored thirteen to three in their last five matches. Uh, or whatever it, it's it's absorbent whatever it is it's just a lot a lot of goals need to be scored by Palace for them to to keep pace and hold sway and I, I think mm. Benteke could be somebody that you could you could lean on for for game week thirty one not so much game week thirty but game week thirty one so you got to think ahead yeah yeah, yeah. And, and there might be some people that want to bring him in and not play him this week that's entirely possible though some of those assists have been against some of the bigger clubs um, you mentioned not blanking he's gotten points in seven of the last ten matches. Um, mm. It's which is really impressive considering what he only has two league goals on the season, and I'm sure people remember the week he tried to take the penalty off Milivojevic and then missed yeah. it. Um, yeah. But it's really incredible how awful he's been in front of goal, but he is still contributing. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Bobby Soldado back in the day. Just could mm. not score a goal for his life, but was still creating. Um, so anyway, just uh, figured we'd start there because both of us like Benteke. I liked him a lot in the preseason. The goals haven't been there, but as we've said, the assists have been looking any have been looking a lot better. Um, you mentioned um, that he is playing in Magic Thirty One and how that's big and that's how people should be buying this week. Would you recommend buying anyone that isn't playing in Magic Thirty One at this point, or, or should that be the primary focus now? The only reason I think you're you're buying someone now is if you look at their game week 30 fixtures and you say, okay, I have a, a lateral move on a guy that I'm not blanking, uh, you know, that's blanking in week 31 also. So if you want to hit on one guy that you feel is price-wise the same, I could see you doing it. I'm not saying that you would necessarily want to do it because you're basically using a free transfer just for one game week and then the guy blanks. Um, you know, like, you know, Ki Sung Young, like that's he's the second most informed midfielder right now. And, you know, the, the yeah. matchup at Huddersfield looks phenomenal for Swansea. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't recommend bringing him in. Um, yeah, I'm totally looking at guys from this standpoint to third to game week 31, where I'm bringing in two, three, four guys in the next two game weeks to basically fill out my roster on top of the three Liverpool players that I have or Bournemouth, the players that I currently roster. Um yeah, the only thing you have to worry about is, you know, the rotation risks of the, of of Liverpool with the Champions League. And I want to pivot that with with you. Um we saw Moreno and Gomez today in the game. I know the game was mm-hmm. 5-0 in their favor before for against Porto. Um are you leery moving forward about the defensive rotation for Liverpool with Moreno and Gomez and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson getting, you know, basically they have four four wingbacks there that you know, could see time in the next two game weeks. They they are at United, and then they're home to Watford for the for the blank game week thirty one. You know, everybody's going to own Firmino. Everybody's going to own Salah. Basically, everybody owns Salah. Um, 
you know, defensively, I think we covered this a couple of weeks ago. Who's the third invested guy besides Mane? I'm not saying every, not everybody needs to invest all their money in the, the the advancing pot of Liverpool, but defensively, who's the third guy that you're looking at? You know, Van Dyke, Robertson, Matip. You know, you can even go with Carriers. Who who is Kevin John DeVries <laughs> looking at? Um, well, I currently have Robertson and don't feel the need to shift off him. <laughs> Although, admittedly, I don't know if you've ever tried to make moves. Um, before you've done your stats work for the week but I was just looking and I unfortunately still have Adrian because I brought him in after those like three good matches that he never repeated um mm-hmm. and I was thinking about moving to Karius for uh, game week 31 and then I had that exact same thing where the game was like um Kevin you already have three Liverpool players <laughs> I was like oh right I, should, <laughs> I sure do FPL game good shout um but so i currently have robertson but i really like the idea of carius going forward uh his lockdown the job four nine um the liverpool defense gets better week on week with van dyke at the helm uh and and the defensive line so yeah i I think that that's a good option i'm not particularly worried about ring back rotation it looks pretty clear like trent alexander arnold and um andy robertson have won the premier league spot and the other Mm -hmm. ones get both the worst and better competitions um and so, yeah, no, I'm really not worried. I don't think this is a Pochettino where it's one match on, one match off, regardless of competition. It kind of seems like he's settled on the domestic versus uh, European, although I don't know if they're... What are they still in? Oh, no, they aren't. This is the only competition. Oh, this in Champions yeah, this League. Is Champions League. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so I, I'm not actually that worried about the rotation there. I am very worried about it with Pochettino. I don't know if we mentioned this on the last show or if this quote was since then. Um, but he was asked what Danny Rose would have to do to become a first team player at Tottenham again. And he said, I have 25 first team players. Um, and basically saying that there's lots of factors, including rotation, playing time, rest form, and that he doesn't view anybody as quote unquote first teamers. And that explains a lot of the issues with the wing backs, with son, with um, the other options like Lamella, I think got to start a couple weeks back. Um, <laughs> it really explains that. And, I think, unfortunately, with Lamella getting back into the fold, with Lucas starting to get minutes in other competitions, starting to build up his fitness, I think next year, owning Tottenham players will be a very frustrating endeavor because you'll still have these double wingback problems. And I think we're going to start having double attacking player problems, kind of like with City, where some weeks it'll be Jesus, some weeks it's Sterling, some weeks it's Sané, some weeks it's Bernardo Silva. Um, and it'll just become very frustrating because Pochettino doesn't view it as his first team and his second team. He considers all of them options every week. And and whether or not the results kind of back that up isn't really the point, unfortunately, because if that's how he's viewing it, um, his decisions might be matching more of an internal logic than an external one. What were we talking about? Oh, right. No, Robertson. Liverpool. <laughs> the only thing that I'm just not committed to to bring in carries i know you said carries would be your 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 choice if you didn't already own robertson the only thing that i'm i'm leery about is that when you come when it comes down to you know using your free hit chip and your wild card chip uh, liverpool doesn't double anywhere they're not going to and i think that from an investment standpoint i think people are going to look for a goalkeeper that probably double in one of week 34 or 37 um and Which is don't. fair, but but I and think um, I, I'm, some I'm, of the players in your team aren't going to double. I mean, unless because well, you can't free hit twice. I guess you could free hit and wild card before each of the doubles. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and the good thing about Liverpool is they basically have two matches that I'm going to highlight here. They have United this week, and then the second to last week of the year they have Chelsea, and that that week of Chelsea's of week 37, Chelsea's going to be playing two games there. So 
I mean, mm. from that standpoint, they, they have a, a pretty easy schedule. You know, Watford, Palace, Everton, Bournemouth, West Brom, Stoke, Chelsea, Brighton, finish it out after United this week. So, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty coasting Liverpool squad there as they as they coast into second place, I think, for the, for the remainder of the year. We both kind of mentioned um, this kind of match week 31 slash where do you want to have your double game week goalkeepers and everything. So I figured now would be a good time for us to kind of break down what our plans are for the rest of the season. Um, a lot of places you're going to see people recommending that you do um, obviously blank game week 31, wild card in 32, bench boost 34, free hit in 35, and triple captain in 37. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it is not personally what I'm going to be doing. I think I'm actually going to use my free hit in 31, even though the teams aren't that good. Um, just because there's what six teams or six games that have now been vacated for that week, whereas when we get to 35, um, it'll only be three or four maybe. Um, and I think I could much easily, much more easily fit a team there. And the reason why I kind of want a free hit now instead of um, messing with my whole team or prepping to get ready for it is I largely like my team as it stands right now. And if I was the wild card in 22 to undo everything that I'd done to be fine in 31, I'd bring in a lot of the same players anyway. Um, so I think I'd rather just use my free hit in 31, know that it's not going to be a super great return um, just because like I said, the teams playing aren't fantastic. Um, and then in 35, I would just already have uh, players that I liked and assume that I could probably have, you know, six or seven players that are starting. Maybe you take a minus four to make sure you're at like nine or ten, but then you're mm-hmm. largely fine. Right now, um, <laughs> I was trying to uh, break down everything as it stands, and my team currently only has four players that are playing at the weekend. Obviously, oh, and I, I did uh, build up a transfer bank, so I do have two this week, but currently I only have four players um, that are playing this week. So I feel like. Um, I could be much closer to a full team in 35 than I will be in 31. So I don't, I'm not worried about that. So I'm going to roll with my team as it stands um, uh, for 30, then free hit 31, uh, then hold on to my wild card because I would have been wild carding to get in most of my players now anyway. Uh, still bench boost in 34. Um, then uh, I just roll as is in 35 and then probably triple captain in 37. Um, probably still bench boost in 34. Uh, while we're talking about uh, game week 31, though, I found a really good um, thing online, and it was basically a breakdown of the biggest blank game week last week and what the chips brought in. Uh, obviously, all-out attack doesn't exist anymore, but people that used no chips had 37. People that triple captained had 38.9. People that wild carded had 50.6 points. So doing a full overhaul of, even though they were mediocre teams, was by far the most effective, and that's basically what free hit is. It's a wild card for that one week, um, and that's largely one of the reasons why I'm looking at doing that. Uh, Rob, how are you uh, planning on approaching pretty much the rest of the season from here on out? Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't have the gumption as you do to uh, take the free hit in 31, and I, it's a good, it's a good theory because, but I just don't like the the pool of players that you're going to be drawing points from. Totally understandable. Of the of the eight of the eight teams that are playing there, because you um, can't have eleven Liverpool players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the three Liverpool players, um, you know, it's it's pickings of slimness. Uh, we'll say, um, I don't trust Bournemouth, um, and I guarantee that I probably wouldn't pick the right three Bournemouth players. I don't trust Everton, Stoke. Nope. 
uh, Watford against Liverpool? Nope. Um, you know, I, I'm just basically going into week 31, um, attacking it with as many players that I can get to. I'd be happy with seven. If I get to nine, that would be perfectly happy. I currently have Are six. Are you willing to take negatives? And if so, how many? Yes. Um, I'd probably take, if I, if I had to get there and I'm planning for it to get there now, I would take um, a minus four each week. But I have currently have two wild cards in the bank because I was planning for this. So two free I would, transfers. Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. So I have two right now. So I could take a minus four right now to get someone else in, and then maybe next week bring in one player. And if I'm happy with that, I'll be at I'll be at nine players then. If I do, if I take minuses both weeks. Mm. So one of the one of the reasons I'm I'm doing what I'm doing is when I was looking at players versus players I already have in this week. Not many of them are better, like especially Bournemouth. Um, because their defense has been improving lately, I was like, okay, I could finagle, you know, Adams or or Daniels or um, uh, Ake, but obviously mm-hmm. the matchup this week is awful. Same with like the City guys. Like if mm-hmm. I could get off of one of Sterling or Aguero, probably Sterling because he still has the injury flag on him, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to get off of him this week. But do you really want to take him out against Stoke with the league's worst defense on the chance that he does play? Same with yeah. Tottenham. I mean, Harry Kane has some pretty things not going in his favor like only three goals in the last five then his next five blank chelsea stoke away city brighton away brighton are a top 10 defense this year that is not Mm -hmm. a fun run but are you going to sell him before he plays bournemouth who he's scored every gosh dang time against it seems Mm -hmm. like it i think not only does the game week 31 suck in that even the teams that the good teams are supposed to play are fantasy viable but also the setup to it is worse because you mm-hmm. don't want to take out. I mean, and we did talk about this on our last show. You don't want to take out these big players and good matchups to get ready for bad players and meth matchups. But yeah. you have to start doing it at some point because, as you said, both of us have our extra free transfer. But that doesn't really help this week. I mean, that's why I was talking about maybe changing my goalkeeper this week. Like, because mm-hmm. I need to make sure I still have two for next week in theory if I wasn't going to free hit. And that's one of the reasons why it lent me towards that direction is because am I going to take out Kane this week? No. Aguero this week? No. Sterling this week? No. I mean, Lingard has been pretty profligate, but do you trust Liverpool's away defense? I certainly don't. Mm-mm. Like in, in my defense, Maguire and Mawson have been kind of hit and miss since I brought them in. But Maguire plays West Brom, who have the worst attack since Pulis came to town. Mawson and Fabianski have Huddersfield, who have the most failed to score matches this season with 14 out of 29. Um, 15 out of 29 now, sorry, after the Tottenham match. So, like, I I understand shifting early, but this Mm -hmm. is why I said I'm comfortable largely staying with my team and and why I'm going to free hit. Because I'd be bringing in these guys again. I mean, I brought in these guys looking from then to the rest of the season. Yeah, Yeah. no, that makes makes perfect sense. And the only thing, you know... The the free hit and wild card I believe are are completely interchangeable. After if you don't use it on the blank week, I think you yeah. you basically use one for week thirty four to set yourself up, and then one for week thirty seven to set your you know to basically to set yourself up the week before. So thirty two. Yeah, to set you know, yourself what, up for for um the yeah, double weeks. 30, and for those that don't use know, thirty three and thirty six. Right. Because for the people that don't know, you can't use your wild card and a different chip the same week. Yeah. Just figured for for anybody that hasn't been in the game that long, that's. Very important to know. You so so you don't get surprised. You don't play your wild card in tw- yeah. in thirty four and then go to use something. You're like, oh, I can't. So yeah, as as Rob's saying, you would have to use them in thirty three. Yeah. Um, wait, what's the other one? Thirty three and thirty six. Yeah, thirty three, thirty six. Yeah. The one thing that the one thing that I know is that from from my I'm basically looking at it as like an interchangeable thing. Like I said, I don't actually know when I'm going to use my free hit, but it'll be before one of the double game weeks 
probably. The wild card will definitely be on the other one of the other one I don't use. The one thing I know for sure is I'm using my triple captain in week game week 37. Yeah, because we both waited till 38 the last two years and it sucked both times. Because I'm looking at the the viable options there that mm-hmm. people are going to be triple captaining. You have I'm going to cross Mosala off because they they're at Chelsea that week. But Man City is hosting Huddersfield. They'll have the they'll have the league in you know in grasp. If you use your free hit there, or you know, you <clears throat> excuse me, or your wild card, Man City may have a lot of differentials there by then. You know, Bernardo Silva may be maybe a more viable option. Um, people may have just sold off of Raheem Sterling. You may get may luck into that train. Um, you could probably grab grab Gabriel Gabriel Jesus. Um, there's going to be differentials there. And if you're looking at it, I'm looking more at the. West Brom Spurs match because Harry Kane is going to be playing at West Brom, who Kevin mentioned there. They suck. Um, Real bad. But yeah. So basically, the one thing I know is I'm triple captaining in game week 37. Everything else, you know, the bench boost will be on one of the, the you know, the, the I'll link the bench boost up with my free hit afterwards. So then I'll set, you know, it'll be it'll be precisely set up so that I return back to that that viable, you know, setup. So I'm, I have good matchups on my bench. And everything's all lined up, but you know this this type of this this kind of the year this time of the year everyone is basically oh do this in you know week thirty four do this in thirty seven and use this in this you know don't what's my favorite expression for when people in FPL world do everything don't all be the a same lemon. don't be a frigging lemming yeah. everyone do every team this. is different too by the way if I was less yeah. comfortable with my team I would be trying to you know do something different for oh, for thirty one. I mean, there's so many different viable options and way to do this. You know, if I, I actually don't mind your your free hit idea with 31. Yes, there's you know there's eight teams there, and you know there's less teams that blank in in the other other week and blah blah blah. But you know, not many people are probably going to take that route. So if you think that's a differential, and we all are trying to catch up on our mini league or our overall ranking wants to improve, I mean, by all means, do it. There, there you go. And and for people that forget. If you just have 11 players playing, that's 22 points already. And and if you if you aren't doing something like that, realize that those people are already at a disadvantage. So even though, as we mentioned, the players aren't that great, if you're using my strategy, and I'm not, as you say, I'm not telling everybody to do it. If you're not comfortable with your team and you want to start making changes and you want a wild card in 32 do that if that's what if that's what you think is better for your team um just for me uh for the people that are leaning on the uh 31 free hit just remember it's 22 free points where other people might not have that if they're only starting you know somewhere between seven to nine players um all right one last thing before uh we get out of this and maybe into price changes i don't know i didn't ask if we were doing that or not but um (laughs) i wanted to talk to you about jerdan shakiri because I have been sleeping on him all year in basically all formats, having a very good season. Uh, the stats really back him. And as you've heard me on the show before say, that's not how humans speak. <laughs> as you've heard me say before on this show, um, I always love it when a player shows up in both a creative stat and a goal-scoring stat in the same week. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have Shakiri in the top five of goals and in the top five of chances created. Um, and that is obviously terrific. On the other hand... You have his fixtures, which are pretty gosh darn atrocious. Uh, let me pull it up for right the now. Next, for I, I the next four. Yeah. yeah, they're they're real not sexy. He obviously plays in 31 against Everton, which is a good matchup. But surrounding that, he has City this week, then Arsenal and Spurs on the back end of that, then West Ham, which you like, and then Burnley and Liverpool. Like that is 
Not a fun time. That Liverpool match is away, by the way, the place where they're actually good at defending. And then they wrap up the season with Palace and Swansea, who might be fighting for relegation at that point. So even though they're quote-unquote easy matches, may well not be by that stage. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you think about Jared Shakiri? We used to have this conversation with our good friend, uh, uh, Fantasy uh, FPL Hints Chief over there. Um, do, which side of this are, are you leaning on? Are you buying into the fact that Shakiri has been bowling recently? Or are you more on the side of just like, that is a hellish run to the end of the season? I, I think there's there's probably you know reasons to believe in column A and then reasons to believe in column B. Um, a lot of people are going to buy into him, A, because he's on form, and B, he doesn't blank in 31. I think they're completely you know negating the fact that they're that look at the fixtures that he's playing. Um, if you own him and you you're playing him, you're gonna end up probably end up playing because he's probably your midfield three or midfield four. Um, you know the, the, this fixture this week's just not good at all, and the next three after that are just atrocious as well. I think that people are gonna just run blindly into a tunnel because he doesn't blank in game week 31. Um, I think that people who own Shakiri are going to stick with Shakiri. I think that people who are looking to beyond game week 31 and encompassing 31 are going to probably steer clear of Shakiri. I think that that there's probably not much ownership differential left there. He's owned in 12.7 percent. Um, I think the people, like I said, I think people who own him are going to stick stick to their guns. They're, I don't think there's going to be many people bringing him in this week for 31. I think game week 31 when people start using their chips and you know, thinking proactively ahead, I think that's maybe when Shakiri will be be brought in. I, I'm more of a I'm more of a form guy, but I can't I can't bring Shakiri in because of the fixtures. So I mean, like I said, I'm mixing a little bit of column A and column mm-hmm. B. I know there's people who you know ride solely on on either saddle, but I'm not I'm not going either direction there. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely an interesting one going forward. Uh, do we have uh, price changes or are we, we taking do, a quick break? We do. All right, we well, do. let's get into it, Amphim. We do have price changes. It is on the slow. It usually is that way when there's integral fixtures in the midweek. Uh, I'll jump into price ups. Uh, price ups, there was one goalkeeper that went up. It's the backup goalie for Huddersfield. Who would have guessed it? As Nobody. you do. Uh, Chance Bembo went up on defense. Ben Davis and Mariapa on defense. Ben Davis is an interesting one. He's been in good form. Kevin is the local Spurs expert guy. Um, you know, they do have extra fixtures coming up in the next coming weeks. Are you worried about Davis's uh, playing playing time, Kev? I was, and now I just don't know what to think anymore because um, obviously he's been kept in the Premier League rotation, as we talked about before. Posh tends to be one-on-one off with these guys. Um, and obviously that means Rose midweek, Davis um, at the weekend. So as yeah. of recording, I'm comfortable keeping Davis in. If we see Davis start in the Champions League tomorrow, that throws things all wackadoo crazy. Because what that means is that Pochettino is messing with the one-on-one off, which is basically mm-hmm. the only truth we have with him when it comes to these kind of things. Um, before now, as we're recording, keep rolling out Davies with Faith. Uh, has been doing very well recently, keeping his clean sheets, getting an assist every now and again. Uh, currently, I think, the top value for defender in the FPL game. Yeah, at 5'9", he's the most transferred in defender this week at 37,000 in. Um if you're if you're thinking about bringing in Davis in this week, remember that he doesn't play in 31, and there is a fixture today. If you're listening to this right now, and they do have a, a tough one, so it, I think it'll be Pochettino's judgment on is this my best athletic squad to take on Juve? Um, Mariapa is, is the other defender that went up. Uh, he's averaging four points plus four points plus over the last three. Uh, Watford doesn't blank 
in 31, which is a bonus, which is why he's being brought in 12,000 times so far this week. His price is also another reason. It's 4.2. The only problem is he's got Arsenal and Liverpool in the next two. Yuck for Watford. Um, it's not good. Uh, also on the up, Leroy Sané. Everybody's seen what he's been doing. He's been dancing around like a fool. Um, and Christian Eriksen is the only other up for midfielders. Um, once again, midfield, both those midfield players that have gone up blank. So there, there's some questions to be had there, why people are transferring them in so much. Um, and I don't know why. Oh, I missed one. Mo Salah went up. But, but it's, it's, quite, it's, it's puzzling. Is there anybody on this planet that doesn't own Mo Salah that he's gone up this, at this point in the season? It's crazy that he's, his actual ownership is in almost 90% of live teams. If you go yeah, on. exactly. That, that's basically what I've decided because his ownership still isn't nearly as high as you'd expect. Because like you said, yeah. you expect it to be crazy. It's only 60.9. And all that yeah. means to me is that there are, what, 49.1 dead teams? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that there's people out there that don't own Mo Salah. He's going to break the FPL point record held by, Lu- held by Luis Suarez. Sorry, 39.9. Uh, I'm not stupid, I promise. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even catch it to correct you. That's how bad my math is. <laughs> um, but but yeah, do you? Oh, this is another question, Kev. Do you think he catches Suarez at two ninety seven? He well, he's already caught him in um, um, real life goals in all competitions with yeah. thirty two versus Suarez's thirty one. Um, so yeah, I, I would not be surprised if he catches him this year. No, I, I think he becomes. I think he eclipses three hundred. He's currently on two two thirty five. Mm. With, I, with I have. I've, sorry, not to cut you off. No, I have okay. an interesting follow-up question. We we had uh, Dave Hendrick on talking about Liverpool on the EPL roundtable. Uh, not the full show, but we did a, a really good segment with him. People should definitely go check that out. And we were talking about whether or not going forward, Liverpool were going to build around Salah. And I guess kind of the same question here for you. How viable do you think this is for Salah next year? Like, like is, is he a player that you're putting in week one kind of regardless or are we thinking that maybe this is like the Alexis thing last year where Alexis had such an amazing year, was scoring literally every week, mm-hmm. and then that just was not sustainable for him? Do you think we'll see that? Or, like I said, are, are you just willing to roll out with Salah week one next year even though it's a World Cup year? Well, I mean, it all comes down to price. Uh, Luis Suarez's price the year after that I think was 11.5 to start. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that would be – all, and that's – not not factoring you know you know inflation and you know things that have advanced in the game to you know enhance the play um yeah i mean i'm worried about the alexis sanchez factor i'm worried about the extra wear and tear on his legs especially in the beginning of the season um because liverpool's going to have some some warm-up fixtures before you know the season starts and how many of them that actually get he gets involved in is the main thing, you know, and he is in the World Cup. So he's going to basically be playing, you know, tons of football between now and, you know, next season. I think it comes down to two things. Uh, how many games, you know, how far his team advances into the World Cup, how far Liverpool advance in the in in the Champions League, and his price going into next year. I mean, Mosala is a phenomenal talent right now. But talk to me in six months when we're all sitting here and me and Kevin are starting the first podcast talking about prices and who should, who's an integral part and who should be involved. So, so if Mosala comes into next season at 12.0, are you buying? Hard not to. I mean, the only reason people didn't buy into Kane this year is because he confirmed that he literally cannot score in the month of August. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would – you know what? To set my team, I'd probably start with Salah mm-hmm. and then and see then what I could build from there. And shift uh, to Kane. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, after August. And then if he's doing well, then just leave it. Also, uh, worth noting, while we're – Pro- forecasting everything remember that next year the transfer deadline will be closed 
before mm-hmm. the season starts, start. which will make our preseason stuff a lot easier in theory. But I'm assuming the game will launch before that happens. Yeah. Um, so and uh, there is a two week break next year too. They've they've incorporated right. that that's incorporated into next year's schedule too. Yeah, so it'll it'll definitely be interesting. But I just thought it would be worth noting on Salah there. Um, that the end of prices. That's price ups, uh, price downs. I'll just run them down real quick. The bigger names: Aspulaqueta, Phil Jones, everyone's favorite ugly defender. Uh, Eden Hazard, uh, Jack Wilshire, everyone's hated, most hated forward, Callum Wilson, and Sergio Aguero bizarrely went down because uh, Jesus came before Easter. <laughs> he he sure did. Um, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our starts and sits. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, and we are back from that lovely break where I assume we were selling Gillette things, but if not, it was other things. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, for my starts, uh, up front, I'm, I'm looking wholly to 31 um, if you're willing to get rid of Aguero or Kane this week, which is difficult considering they play, as we mentioned before, two very, very bad teams in Stoke and Bournemouth, uh, defensively that is, um, I think bringing in Troy Deeney or Christian Benteke at this point is a pretty good idea um, because Troy Deeney has now scored 2-2, two and two, uh, obviously plays in 31. Is that the Everton match, I want to say? Really Deeney. sad this up. Deeney plays, uh, no, they have a tougher, they have, what do you call it? Oh, they, they have, have Liverpool. Liverpool. Ooh, and Liverpool yeah. are at home. Okay, so Christian Benteke, we already talked about him. <laughs> Bring him in, although in draft formats, I did just pick up Dini in, in my Togo leagues um, because I do think he's a really interesting option going forward. Uh, they have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the season. In midfield, we mentioned uh, Jordan Shakiri already. Like I said, top five in goals and chances created. Um, is on a very solid run himself. Obviously, the fixtures are tough, but this week's matchup against Manchester City Left back is easily City's weakest position. I know Benjamin Mendy's back in training, but probably not starting this week. So you're probably going to see Zinchenko there. Um, it could be Danilo. Uh, City have not played their Champions League match yet either. Um, so we'll have a little more information by then. But uh, I feel like they're not really um, uh, 
uh, strong at that left back position. And obviously, Shakiri on that right wing could really cause problems for them over there. I know that they've been doing pretty well lately. I mean, back to back clean sheets against Arsenal and Chelsea is no small feat. Uh, but City do tend to turn off against smaller teams at times. Uh, and if there was a position I'd want to attack that City defense from, it would be from your right wing or their left side. Um, in defense, this is a hard one because I limited my list of players that are available in 31. <laughs> um, so just Robertson. We already talked about him, but he seems to have locked down this uh, Premier League job, as we mentioned, with the Champions League selection um, of uh, Alberto Moreno. You assume he's still on path there. Um, only one clean sheet, or, or sorry, uh, only one assist in the last like 10 matches, but he does have three clean sheets in the last five um, not in the most imposing matches, Huddersfield, Southampton, Newcastle. But aside from Tottenham, Liverpool probably have the easiest run in with just United and Chelsea left. Um, the, the other teams coming up, Watford, Palace, Everton, Bournemouth, West Brom, Stoke, Brighton. Stop me when you're scared. Um, <laughs> so uh, I know you mentioned that uh, you know they aren't going to uh, double in any weeks, but you have to build these teams kind of around some people that are just going to play every week, so you don't have to worry about reconstructing your team every week. For me, I think Robertson's a really solid option to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob, who you got here with them with them starts and see it? Yeah, I'll start on defense. Uh, I, bizarrely, I, on defense, I started out with somebody who doesn't blank who blanks in game week thirty one. I'm going with Lester. I think that if you're going to make a move uh, to to capitalize on a play. For a player that, that that blanks in game week 31, I think defensively is where you roll the dice. I think that you could probably shoot for a clean sheet more often than a guy performing, getting a goal or an assist. Then, you know, I think that the odds are in your, more in your favor to get a clean sheet than, than bank on a guy getting a clean sheet or a goal is basically what I'm saying. Uh, here's West Brom's goals given up in their last six. One, two, three, 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 one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's since their <laughs> last win. It's not great. Yeah, basically that's not not good at all. Um, so Leicester defense is my my hit on hit the quit this week or hit the hit the stick. How about that? Hit the stick. Um, I also like Swansea this week, um, and obviously Man City is 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 going to probably trounce Stoke um, in midfield. Now I'm thinking about game week 31 and thinking about differentials. Uh, the guy I'm looking at is not on Liverpool and it's not on Everton and. and and, you know, it'll be a consistency thing here when I get the forwards because it, it, I, I, I hit on the same player that Kevin did. My midfielder is Andres Townsend, uh, 5.6, wounded 1%. We just score him, saw him score a goal, which is bizarrely weird for Andres Townsend since he has two on the year. But he <laughs> he, does have he's six. been trying – I tweeted this. He's been trying for that exact goal for five years, although then the yep. replay did show that it went off of uh, Lindelof. But he'd been trying to cut onto his left foot and put it top bins for years Happy yep. for him that he finally managed it. Yeah, but at five point six, no blanks. Uh, ownership one percent, like I said, has Chelsea this week. So basically, you're you're punting this week to go for next week because you're probably not going to bring in Andres Townsend and, and play him against Chelsea. That's basically what's going to happen. And his price, mm. he's probably your fourth or fifth midfielder. So if the way you're stacked up, you have four, you could play a four-three-three or you know a four-three-four. You know, basically set it up so he doesn't play this week because I don't, I don't think I want to roster Andres Townsend or play him against Chelsea. You know, at at Chelsea, uh, my forward it's the same as Kevin Christian Benteke, six and six assists in eight games. Uh, his ownership is way low. Even people transferring him in this week, you know, be trying to be ahead of the curve is you know low. So you know. This is another play. If if you're bringing in Benteke for this week, you're probably not going to play him against Chelsea. So just fix, fit your roster 
accordingly that, you know, he'll be your third forward and you can roll with your Firminos, Canes, Agueros, whoever else you have up at the, you know, the, the goal scoring pendulum up there. So on to the forwards. Uh, I'm picking on a, a team that does that does blank that doesn't blank. I'm getting that so confused. It's awful. Blank and doesn't blank. It makes makes it's like a double negative almost. Hmm. So so in game week 31, Everton actually has a fixture. But I, who are you going to pick at forward there? Are you trusting Tosan? Are you trusting Rooney? Are you trusting Calvert Lewin? Are you trusting Neos? Um, you know their ownerships and their their you know their returns are just awful. And you don't know who's gonna who's gonna do what. Tosan just scored last week, and yep. are you gonna trust him to do it again or actually get another start after what we heard Big Sam say that he's actually not really a good striker? Uh, avoid Everton for the for the blank week. I don't I don't want to buy anything into it. Maybe on defense, but I probably wouldn't do that either. Uh, on the midfield, if you currently are looking at your midfield and you are rostering Raheem Sterling and hoping that he's gonna come back, um, now is not the time to be rostering him um, because be honest with you, Kev. Has he been Wally pipped by uh, by Bernardo Silva? Uh, you know what? It's it's hard to say, but Bernardo Silva has been very good since he's come in. Although I think he just has like what a goal and two assists uh, yeah. in the last four that he's played. Which in a team like City, you, you kind of would have expected it to be higher. Um, but, but, but they really I, haven't blown the doors off people in the last couple last two games. That's so, true. I mean, that's true. And and uh, you know they were higher profile fixtures, so maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here here's the problem is. It's not enough for me to really buy into Bernardo Silva, but it's sure enough to make me question the other guys. Yeah, it, it, and at his price, 7.4, he's a full, you know, he's a couple million, he's a million less than what, you know, Raheem is. So the, yeah. from that standpoint, you're saving money, you're, you're investing it, fo- you know, doing it, you're paying it forward for City. Listen, we're not really thinking about loading up on City until 34, 37, once the, the rest of the fixture slate, you know, you know, rears its ugly head, we'll say. Um, but right now, yeah, I, I take I take Silva all day, but you're not going to bring him in this week. So that's why Raheem Sterling, if you're looking at him on your roster, um, that's where your money is going to invest in other parts for game week 31 is probably on the he- the, the head of uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, and on my defense sits uh, Manchester United. Uh, look at their ownership rates. Uh, Phil Jones is – they're just not the same team without Phil Jones. I hate to say it. Smalling is only 4.4%. Valencia 11.6%. Um, they're playing – they've got a tough fixture. You know, I, I can actually see Mourinho coming out and trying to park the bus in the beginning of the game against Liverpool just to try to see if he could do it. Um, but from that standpoint, I don't want to invest in United defenders because I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, uh, I don't usually start at the back. But, yeah, it's it's exactly Phil Jones in mind. Not only is he not um, – Playing, but United are worse without him. But I don't really know if he automatically gets spot back in. And it says he's going to be back on the tenth. But this is kind of like what was happening with me and Stephen Ward earlier in the season, where like I I ended up holding on to him for like a month extra because it just kept saying he'd be back the next week, the next week, the next week. Um, so I'm I'm off that, and as you mentioned, off thirty one anyway. Um, in midfield, mine was also Sterling, kind of similar minds there, and up front was Rooney, um, who hasn't scored in ten matches. Only started five of those ten. You mentioned the weird Tosin thing. Calvert-Lewin got the start last week, so he's still a factor up there. Obviously, Nias is the only one of them that can actually score goals. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not very inventive. But Rooney, I think, is still at like 10% owned as well. Yeah. Um, just ten name potential-wise. So. Yeah, 10.3% ownership for Rooney. Yeah. How about we what? all don't do that anymore, huh? Just- which, is, which is crazy that we have a lot of similarities. By the way, we don't do notes. Yeah, we don't share. Forward. Them we, do, we, we don't do forward. We definitely don't share. 
We, Kevin doesn't look over my shoulder and cheat. Well, it would be hard to do. I'm in a very different uh, state. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, moving on to our teams and captains, I have two free transfers. Um, I don't know if I'm going to move out Jones in a goalkeeper or Sterling in a goalkeeper just to start setting up for 31 a little bit better. Kind of depends on what we see from Sterling tomorrow uh, during that City match, if he plays, if he doesn't, um, or just team news-wise. Uh, and then uh, if we hear nothing and Phil Jones is confirmed out, then I'll go that way. The only reason I can't just do the goalkeeper is I don't have enough money because Adrian was cheap as crap, and now I can't move up. Now he's now he's just crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as for captain, I'm moving it off of Salah for the first time in a long time. I'm putting it on Harry Kane. I was at the, the Tottenham-Bournemouth match last season um, and uh, saw him score there. And like I said, it, I really should have looked this up. It would have been the professional thing to do for sure. Um, but I just feel like he scored against Bournemouth a whole lot. Aguero against Stoke, the only reason why I'm not l- launching myself at that one because I'm not 100% sure about Jesus. That one could change tomorrow. If Jesus starts the Champions League match tomorrow, which they've already basically won um, against Basel, I think they went 4-0 in the first leg of that. Um, mm-hmm. If it's Jesus tomorrow, then it, I, I'll probably switch my captain to Aguero um, as I'd be far more confident that he'd actually get to start there. Put the vice on Kane just in case he didn't. Um, but that's currently how I'm sitting team-wise and captain-wise. Uh, what are you looking at this weekend, Rob? Uh I have two free transfers as well. I'm probably going to bring in a lower-priced defender from either Everton or Bournemouth. Um, I don't know who it'll be. Um, I have wait, I have dead weight there. Um, I don't want to transfer out. I own to currently own the triple swan, the, the the flying swan, we'll call it, of, of goalie <laughs> and defenders, um, which has just completely broken my heart flying the last v. couple of weeks. Um, so I'll probably go to a cheap defender. I do have a, a dead weight and in, in a Newcastle defender there. So I'll probably go to like a Cuco Martina or you know maybe an Ake on defense um, through midfield. I'm probably going to ship out one of my blanking guys, uh, whether it be Pogba or Lingard. Uh, I don't know which one, but they both they it, both of them have a tough fixture. It'll probably be Pogba because I like the money that I can invest somewhere else in him Man, more than been anyone else. Crap. And he's been kind of bad on the pitch as well. Not in, not only fantasy wise, he looks pretty bad on the pitch. I think words words on the sidelines are getting into someone's head, and it's not looking pretty for Paul Pogba. So I'll probably transfer him out um, for someone uh, that, of the non-blanking ilk for week, game week thirty one. Uh, I'm I've already brought in Christian Benteke for this week. Uh, He'll probably he may play he may not depending on how I I like my team lined up as it is right now I don't think he's gonna he'll probably be my first sub just in case he does do something against the mighty blues um, captain wise it's it's looking like uh, I like the the no Salah call from you but Spurs you know Spurs playing Bournemouth it, it looks like a Harry King game to me um, but I hope he just does it, it'll that could all change after tomorrow's uh, Champions League game so we'll, yeah. we'll see but I I do also own. Kevin De Bruyne, so he could be a good differential against Stoke um, that not many people either own or going to captain, and nobody currently in my mini league above me has, so that is a good thing. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm probably going to take a minus four this week, and like I said, I'll probably take a minus four next week, and that will get me to the eight or nine guys uh, for week game week thirty one, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll go on and attack it that way. <laughs> cool um that'll do it for us today i have no idea how long the show is because we kind of had stop start problems throughout the whole thing but hopefully it's 40 minutes at least it's long um, <laughs> no, it's, it's long <laughs> you know what it's long in our hearts and that's what matters unless we're talking about like heartworms and 
I don't think you want them to be long. That sounds terrifying. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, Rob, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FPL underscore MNOP, or you can find my writings, muslings, and stylings. Your muslings? <laughs> my muesli, my muslings. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find my writings on rasball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at KevRuff on Twitter. You can find my writings over at Goal. And uh, this week, going to start doing some live text commentaries that you may see here and there and everywhere. I'll probably Ooh. send it out from my personal Twitter. I don't really know how it works yet, um, but maybe we'll work uh, in the process of being signed there. Um, and then, obviously, also check out the Premier League show uh, where we get loads of individual club information that you can obviously parlay into fantasy information. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. Rob, pleasure as always. Sorry again to people uh, for the inconsistency of this show. We're going to try to straighten things out through the end of the season, but we usually lie when we promise things like that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, Rob, great speaking with you again. Folks at home, best of luck to your teams unless you're in our mini leagues. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.